The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Joel Wepperforth, Director of eBusiness for Winfield United, and John Zook, Agronomist for Winfield United. John, looking ahead to next season, what are some management practices farmers can get ahead of? So, Linda, there's several management practices that I think we need to get ahead of, but what you'll catch me always talking about here at the end of harvest is putting together what you did practice-wise for this 2018 season and trying to put together a plan of how you're going to schedule those practices or change those practices for the next season or the 2019 season. So I think that's probably what we need to think about getting ahead of. And so what resources are available to help educate farmers on new products, technology, and those management practices? So there's a lot of resources out there. Part of my job is to go out and promote some of the resources. Uh, I'm in front of the public and the educating through the answer plot system. But one of the newest initiatives that we're trying to get out and reach is called a clinic. Okay, so these clinics are focused events where uh, I guess the way I think of it is bringing a VIP sessions to the grower or to a retail or owner location where we can answer specific questions and be focused on specific topics. So think of it more of a maybe a large audience, but it also could be a very small audience focused on topics based on each operation and the practices within. So John, let's talk a little bit about this last year. When we talk about clinics, obviously one of the things that we want to do, there's obviously a lot of winter time opportunities that go on out there. And some of the winter time opportunities last year was to get training on 2,4-D and dicamba. So, you know, tell me a little bit about what's your perspective? How did it look this year, uh, at least in the state of Minnesota or the states that you traveled to? Maybe you talked to some of your colleagues. And then, you know, how does that information that we're going to bring forward this winter differ from the training that they had last winter? Yeah, so one of the topics that these clinics are going to be covering is the dicamba acre. That dicamba acre, as far as last year goes, you know, as everybody is aware, uh, we definitely had probably some issues this year, Joel, what we got sprayed actually looked pretty darn good. So I would say that uh, things are looking good for dicamba, although we don't have really anything to do with that on on waiting on the EPA and MDA to come out with what we're going to go for within 2019. It looks promising. Everybody I talked to says, hey, it'll probably be okay. Um, If anything, you know, nothing's going to change or maybe slightly some tweaks here and there. So upon that, one of those topics, because that's the question we get the most of is how do we manage around this dicamba acre and most of it is going to be the the right timing of application as well as those products that we can put into play to make sure that we're not getting the instances of either drift or vaporization or those sorts of things with the practices coming in with using those uh, dicamba technologies. Now I know that the the researchers at the Innovation Center that discover droplet sizes and try to really measure what we're trying to manage in this whole spray deposition area haven't just been resting on their laurels this summer. We we're going to have some new information sounds like to talk about in these wintertime clinics with growers and retailers? 
Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of new information, probably premiering the Innovation Center and the capabilities that we have with the spray analysis machinery that we have up there and looking at specifics of either gallons per acre, nozzles that we might use, different AIs that we might tank mix with, all the way down to what adjuvants and why we're using them for different purposes. So I think that's going to be the biggest premiere on some of the information coming through on that Dicama technology acre. This thing is like Disneyland for droplets. Literally any ride you could go on from a droplets perspective, they take it through a rigorous test. Well, that's why the other focus topic is called the journey of the droplet. Oh, so it's just like the whole Disneyland adventure. You know, we go from Dicamba Acre conversation to the journey of the droplet from when it gets actually put into the tank all the way till when it actually has its mode of action in the plant. So some of the things we'll be focusing around that journey of the droplet is, again, looking at the different nozzles. But we know that there's a bunch of acres out there that maybe we're not using the Dicamba technology on, or maybe it's a corn acre where we have other ways that we need to maximize that application. And that's where we'll talk about the journey of the droplet. So making sure we're conditioning our water, making sure that we got the best coverage we possibly can so that everything that we're putting in the tank is being used by either the plant or used to eradicate the weeds. Yeah, John, there's something like 11 million acres of Winfield United seed, including the cropland brand of hybrids that have a high response to fungicide. And, you know, when you're thinking about fungicide and I go, oh, geez, you know, fungicide cost per acre is somewhere above that $25, $35 per acre range. Talk to me about what inside of the information we have on how to get product to where the pest lives would really be important to know about this response to fungicide and getting it out there. As we know, fungicide is contact. So wherever that droplet hits the leaf, it's going to basically stay. There is a little bit of mobility depending upon which products you might use, but arguably, for the most part, that's going to be a contact type of application. Upward mobility, downward mobility, like just to the end of the leaf, what's mobility mean? Well, without getting too far into the weeds, I mean, there's uh, structures in the plant called the xylem and the phloem. The xylem typically moves things to the tips of the leaves or to the upward part of the leaf where the phloem can move it both ways. Most of our active ingredients on the fungicide are going to be xylem mobile, meaning probably going to move to the tip. But as that happens, a lot of things get diluted if they're going to move one way or the other. Okay. So as we move to the tip, you might think, well, it'll get diluted. Well, if it gets diluted, what kind of control effectively are you going to have on any of the diseases we're talking about? Now, what we do know because of our data on, on the response to fungicide, as you stated with the cropland brand, is we do know that sometimes it's not necessarily a disease-related purpose of making that application. A lot of the times it's hybrid specific and mainly that boils down to a plant health application. And when we think about a plant health application, it's about maintaining and maximizing as much coverage as we could possibly get down in that plant. We know that most of the photosynthesis occurring during grain fill is coming from probably that top half of the plant, maybe one leaf below the ear. So making sure that we're getting those droplets all the way down through the canopy is going to be pretty critical. Now, there are several products that claim that, but hopefully the research that we have through the Innovation Center and our own testing within the answer plots can show us which products we can and cannot use to making sure that we do get that plant health response and also making sure that we're keeping a disease-free environment out there for our plants to mature out on. Yeah, you know that ear leaf is obviously the last leaf that's spent filling the ear for nutrients as it progresses close and closer to black layer. One of the pieces of data I'm really excited to, to take a look at this year, we've been doing response to fungicide treatments where we treat 
treat one set and then leave an untreated check. We've been doing some different types of new fungicides, some with new multiple modes of action in them and trying to see what particular diseases the new modes of action are better on than others. But we've also been trying to observe when the disease infestation is coming in and if it's in the top, middle, or lower parts of the canopy. So I, I couldn't be more excited. It's going to be like Christmas morning opening up all this data from answer plots this year. Christmas morning for you means sweaty days in the field for me, Joel. <laughs> so if you're excited about it, it means that I'm super excited about it because I did the sweat equity portion to that, a lot of that research. So thanks just, for showering before you came in today. I smell okay. Yeah, you're good today. So I actually have the opportunity to walk a lot of those trials that you just mentioned. And actually in Southern Minnesota here, and for that matter, across all of our answer plots, we actually tested nine new and old fungicide products within that list. So 10 treatments with an untreated. And I walked them. So we have in the corn, we had uh, three replications, three different times. And I walked those plots each one of those times, scouting for the disease, where it was at and which percent infection, middle, top, bottom, all the way through. And then in the soybeans, we had similar treatment with the same amount of replications as well. So it was rather interesting to see that a lot of those diseases, I can almost get a real perspective of when those diseases were being blown in from maybe Southern or when they were the environment made them more susceptible for that plant. And let me tell you, there was clear differences on the different technologies of the products we had out there. So that'll be another uh, great piece of information that we can share through the clinics this winter, talking about what technologies are bringing with the new products and maybe what diseases they're best on or plant health aspects that they're best on. So thinking back to all that sweat equity you put in, would you trade a day in the lab doing PCR analysis on DNA over being a day in the cornfield? Or how does that weigh out for you? Which one? All day long in the cornfield. <laughs> so now you obviously have this immense agronomy background. You walk a lot of fields. If I was a farmer out there, do I have to be a, a, you know, a computational biologist to be able to walk a field and identify diseases? What sort of things do I need to be looking for? No, I don't think it's it's that strenuous of walking through the field and looking for what you're finding on the plant. There's a lot of apps and egg technology resources that we can use out there. I mean, probably the most common one is the Google machine, but we know there's apps that could probably help us identify a lot of the diseases. So by no means do you have to have any kind of education in finding that disease. If you know how to take a picture with your phone, you could probably figure it out or send it to somebody that could help you figure it out. But I would look for more specifics. Like you mentioned that ear leaf is really important and all the way up the plant from there of where you're seeing the the percent of infection going. So typically 10, 15%, you know, that's uh, probably the limitation that we're going to be having. Anything above that is is going to be uh, probably yield limiting and, and going to refer back to how that fungicide is going to respond in the field with that particular hybrid. It really sounds like the Winfield United clinics are above and beyond. You really uh, go beyond with these clinics stand, and you stand out, don't you, as far as what you offer at your clinics? Yep. So I think the clinics, uh, when I look at the topics that we selected for these clinics, I mean, most all the, the five topics that we were looking at. So we talked about RTF, the dicamba acre journey of uh, the droplet. Uh, the other two we didn't mention was high yield, high management and nitrogen. Well, if I take those five things, those are probably the five things that I get the most questions on throughout the whole season. So it really covers a broad range. And by no means, if there's something that's not covered under there and you have a question and you're coming to one of these clinics, by no means is it left off the list of something that we can't cover. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we were being focused in the material and, and putting together the information so there could be a little bit of a, of a streamline to it. 
When will the Winfield United Clinics be hosted and how can our listeners find out about the nearest location? Yeah, so we're defining these clinics based on the five topics we talked about. Now, when you get invited to winter meetings with a retailer that's aligned with Winfield United, most likely that's where we're going to share the clinic information. So it might not always be labeled as a clinic, but we're dividing the clinics up into those five components and that's where we're going to share the information. For the most part, there's going to be two phases of them. So throughout the winter, So starting now, once we start to gather the insights from a lot of the research, all the way through planting season. And like I said, they could be one-on-ones, they could be mainstream events where there's a lot of people present. But for the most time, it's just a platform where we can share a lot of those recommendations. And then we're also going to have a phase two, and that's going to rope more into the training that we're going to have throughout the summer of sharing that insights and, and maybe talking about what we're visually seeing and trying to relate it back to the insight. So more of the answer plot field based type of phase. So it'll be two different ways to experience those clinics. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Joel Whipperforth, Director of V-Business for Winfield United, and John Zook, Agronomist for Winfield United. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. 